We're a pioneer church based in Loughborough in the UK. Our mission is to make disciples to establish heaven on earth. So, as we all know, restrictions are changing tomorrow and we will be entering into a new phase of this pandemic journey and I'm sure there are quite a lot of different feelings about that in the room. But before we look forward, I thought it would be a really good opportunity to just pause for a moment and spend a few minutes looking back and reflecting on the last 18 months. So to do that, I'm going to use a verse from Hebrews chapter 4. And I'm going to read from verses 14 to 16. And it says this. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathise with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And the bit I'd like to draw upon in particular is verse 15, which says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathise with our weaknesses. And some versions of the Bible use the word sympathise instead of empathise. So, the last 18 months, they've been pretty tough. And I'm not just talking about COVID. Significant events have forced society to open up and have important conversations about big topics like racism, sexism, the mental health crisis, environmental injustices, political unrest, and I'm sure there is a lot more that I could add to that list. These conversations are necessary and can be so fruitful, but let's not shy away from the fact that they can also be extremely painful. Some people who experienced injustice and trauma decades ago are only now being given the space to process that pain. And then there has also been a global pandemic. People have suffered personal losses and missed out on important events. We've experienced isolation from friends and family and may have felt like we couldn't always get the support we needed. I'm sure we've all experienced moments over the last 18 months where we just want some sympathy. You may be able to relate to this when I say that often the best people to talk to you when we're feeling weak and in need of comfort are those that have been through the same experiences. It's like there's this unspoken understanding there. It's like you don't even have to say or share what's going on. They just kind of get it and know the right ways to comfort you and the right things to say. It's like they're able to give you authentic sympathy. But the kind of sympathy that is spoken about in this verse that we're looking at is not the kind of, oh, poor you, you'll get through it kind of sympathy. In the book Gentle and Lonely, Dane Ortland says, the word for sympathise here is a compound word formed from the prefix meaning with, joined with the verb to suffer. So like to suffer with. Sympathise here is not cool and detached pity. It is a depth. Of felt solidarity. I think it's often hard to remember that 
the Bible tells us that Jesus can offer us this kind of authentic sympathy too. Because of his humanity and earthly experience, he's able to sympathetically appreciate our human limitations and trials. He himself experienced loss, pain, tiredness, hunger, rejection, like he gets it. He's been there. But the difference is, verse 15 tells us he did it without sinning. He was tempted like we are, yet he never gave in to that sin. He didn't let those weaknesses get the better of him. And it's for that reason he understands the strength of temptation better than we do ourselves. He knows how hard it can be to get through it, so he's able to sympathise with us in our lowest moments. But from other interactions Jesus has with people in the Bible, I don't think he just wants to have this unspoken understanding with us. If you take, for example, the account of when he appears to Mary Magdalene at the tomb, which is talked about in John 20, Jesus knows exactly what is going on here. He understands the situation, yet he asks Mary, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? as if he didn't know that it was himself. In that moment, he asks Mary to speak. He asks her to tell him about the pain she's experiencing, even if it was obvious. I don't believe Jesus is just some passive, distant doctor. I believe he wants to be invited into the conversation. I believe he wants to process with us. I believe he wants to tend to our wounds in relationship with us. And so the first way I think some of us can respond is by reflecting on recent months or even just the last week and think back to those times where we may have felt in need of some sympathy. Those times where we may have felt let down by others. Those times when things got really tough and we felt really weak. And I just simply want to invite you to speak to Jesus about it, to tell him how you're feeling, to name the pain and let him tend to the wounds in relationship with you. So after this, we'll go into some time of reflection. But before we do, I think there's also opportunity for another response here. I'm aware that for many people you have been able to reflect and process with Jesus over the last 18 months and you may feel ready to look ahead. Tomorrow kind of naturally marks the beginning of a new season and my question to you is, how are you going to approach it? Or how are you going to approach Jesus in this next season? Because the truth is, although restrictions may change tomorrow, COVID isn't going away overnight. And those important conversations we're having as a society that I was talking about earlier, we still have a long way to go in them. We will face trials again. We will have to make tough decisions again, and we probably will feel weaknesses again. It's a long race, and we need to run it with perseverance. So at this kind of reset point, I feel like I need to make some declarations about the way that I'm going to approach Jesus in this season. 
And when I was thinking about this this week, I was reminded of the miracle Jesus performed for the woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. And you can find the account of this in Mary, sorry, Matthew, Mark and Luke's Gospels. So this woman had seen all the doctors and no one could help. But when she heard Jesus was in town, she thought, this is my opportunity. She had faith that if I can just get near him, I will be healed. So she elbowed her way through the crowds just to get close enough to Jesus to touch his cloak. And I can imagine that if you've been suffering like she had for so long, your body is probably pretty weak, but she fought with everything she had to get near to him. And I thought to myself, that is the kind of faith that I want to approach Jesus with. The kind of faith that elbows obstacles and distractions out of the way so that I can get closer to him. The kind of faith that doesn't get shaken by the events of the world, but believes that Jesus is the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, and that the government sits on his shoulders. The kind of faith that believes Jesus is my saviour and healer and no mistake or wound is too big to approach him with. The kind of faith that believes Jesus is the greatest friend I will ever have. And when things get tough, he sympathetically cares for me, whilst also giving me the strength I need to endure the trial. So that's my declaration. And I think some people here are ready to make some declarations of your own. And as a community, we like to get behind one another and support each other in our discipleship journeys. So if you feel comfortable, we would love it if you could share those declarations with us so that we can amen them and stand in agreement with you. And I've been speaking about this new pandemic season, but if you feel like you are entering into other new seasons maybe you just graduated or moved house or whatever it may be please feel free to share your declarations for those new seasons as well because we would love to get behind you so we're just going to leave some open space now for you to talk to Jesus and you do what you've got to do and I'm just going to finish by reading the passage from earlier again so Hebrews chapter 4 verses 14 to 16. It says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathise with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need.